Welcome to the Dogsthorpe Infant School, part of Hampton Academy's Trust. We have some great guests lined up, so sit back and enjoy the show. It's time to dream, believe and shine. Five, four, three, two, one... Welcome back to Eddie's Launchpad, the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast for parents, teachers and schools. Now we've got a real treat for our listeners today because we have a very special guest with us on this episode. Julian McDonnell is a TV actor, musician, and he's also the star of Jules Guides, a growing number of visios about London's historical landmarks, the architecture and very old street furniture that we would normally walk past without a second glance from Victorian gas lamps still in use today to a rusty old metal hook on a wall that we would all walk past upon which policemen many years ago would hang their capes and their coats when busy directing traffic. In fact, it's fair to say that when it comes to quirky, historical, scary parts of London, Jules is the man to know and to watch his videos so you never miss the things that you would normally pass by without a moment's thought. Jules, welcome to our show. Hello. I thought you were going to have, like, because of being recorded, I thought it was going to be like in that um, police drama they have when they have they press the record button in oh. the interview. I forgot what it's called now. <laughs> On line of duty, I should have the. Yes, I should that's get. It. I should get line the buzz. Of duty. <laughs> I should get interview. the buzz. Yeah. Are you? As long as you don't say no comment to every question, I shall be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I might do. <laughs> now, depends what you're going to ask. <laughs> now, I've been a big fan of your YouTube channel for many years, and, and I always watch the latest video when it's released, and I always end up learning more and more about the history of England's capital. But I particularly got you on the show because you recently featured in a Great Fire of London video that we used at our school. And I couldn't believe my eyes when my worlds collided between my own YouTube viewing uh, and knowing the person there, and then seeing you at Dogsorp Infant School. So thank you for being a part of this. I, I really appreciate it. Um, can I begin by asking you what inspired you to produce these wonderful videos about London's history? It was actually just because I um, I wanted to be a TV presenter, but um, whenever I tried to, you know apply for a presenting role they they just didn't seem to think that i had what it takes and so anyway i i started to make these videos myself because i thought to myself okay well look maybe i can make some videos as a showreel to to send in to the tv companies and say look how good i am at presenting and then they they were still ignoring me and i went to another one place and i said look i want to make a video about an island in the pacific called called pitcairn island and there's only 50 people who live on this island and it's amazing because uh this would be a good story for your kids actually because there was this these people who went down to the pacific 200 years ago on a boat called the bounty um and then the sailors got very angry with the captain and they they threw him out into a little rowboat 
and set him adrift. And in the meantime, these sailors, they stole the ship in an act of piracy. And they stole the ship and they knew that they couldn't come back to England because they'd get hanged for treason or whatever. Well, whatever it's called, no, mutiny. They'd hanged for mutiny. And so they, uh, they decided to take the boat off down to uh, a secret hiding place called Pitcairn Island, which nobody knew where it was. Even they didn't know where it was. And they eventually found this place, this desert island, and they, they, they all stayed there and they burnt their ship and all their descendants uh, still live on the island. And I thought, this is amazing. There's only 50 people live there. Um, and so I, I decided I had to make a documentary about this place and go, go to try and visit it because I was fascinated. And there's lots of films about it with like Clark Gable, the mutiny on the bounty and Anthony Hopkins and all this stuff. So I went to make this thing and it all became very difficult and everything went wrong. And uh, actually that was good for me because I did go to a TV company and ask them if they wanted to make this video with me. You know, I said it, was, it would make a brilliant TV show. Anyway, they said I was too tall, blah, 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 excuses, this, that, the other. It's too far away, can't be done. So I did it on my own. Put it on to some festivals where it won some awards. And Ben Fogel watched it. He even came up to me in the street and said, I loved your video. Then I was talking to my friend Ralph on the phone and he said to me, well, you know, you're supposed to be a filmmaker, aren't you? And I said, well, I suppose I am really. That's what I do. And he said, you've only made one film. Uh, it's a bit rubbish, isn't it? You know, and I said, oh, yeah, you're probably right there. Okay, well, I'd better make some more. And I thought, well, I can't go, because that film about Pitcairn took me three years. I mean, I can't go to the South Pacific every, every day. So I decided I'd start making some more films so I could have more stuff to send in to people. And I sent, and, and, and I started just to make things about London because I live in London. I thought, what's, what's interesting? What do I know about a little bit? And, uh, and what can I, you know, what can I cover, which will always give me something to do? And I won't be bored. You know, if ever I'm, I suffer from terrible ennui, it's called ennui. It means boredom. <laughs> and, um, I, get, I get very bored and I just think, well, what shall I do today? And now I, I'm never bored anymore because I can just choose a new location in London and think, well, I haven't done Shepherd's Bush yet. Oh, I haven't done Palmer's Green. You know, uh, what about that area? And then you go to these areas. And you discover there's lots of fun, interesting things about them that I didn't really know before. And so I, I started to just upload these things. And gradually, I mean, originally they were just two-minute videos, which probably would have worked these days on TikTok or something. But uh, back then, mm. everyone kept saying, oh, why don't you make them longer? You should make them longer. They're so much better. So I started making longer ones. And now, gradually, I found that everyone seems to really like them. I get stopped in the street. And a lot of people don't even watch television anymore. Uh, lots of people just watching, uh, just watching YouTube around the world as well. It's quite yeah. remarkable. Yeah. And so, without knowing it, what I've done is I've ended up being a television presenter, but also having the control over how the video is. So I get to say, you know, what's in it and and how the jokes are and things like that. It sounds like you know London very well, Jules. Have you always lived in the city? And, and how do you learn about the historical places that you, you visit in your videos? I'm, uh, I'm from London, yes. I'm from North London, up near Camden Way. I won't say exactly, just in case you come to follow me. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sure you won't. Um, but yeah, I'm not yeah, a stalker, I, uh, listeners. I'm not a stalker. No, no, I know. No, no, no. It was only because one, once I was sitting at my computer just doing some work, and someone pointed at me through my window and said, "Oh, look, it's Jules." I, I was, I was thinking, "What?" <laughs> it was quite funny. Um, but um, 
Yeah, I live up in in North in North London, and uh, I've always been there. Really, I'm brought up here, and, and my mum lives up the road. And um, I, uh, I, apart from I suppose three years living in Manchester, where I went to university, um, I've just always been here. I like little weird things about London. It might have been my dad who showed me things. He used to point out those boundary markers, these parish boundary markers. They're called. You know, um, a parish, which is like a, like a London borough, I suppose, in the old days, with a church as its centre of kind of administrative something or other. And um, and in order to demarcate the uh, the boundaries of where one parish starts and the other one finishes, they'd have these stones on the ground. And you often see them, and people often think they're milestones. You get them in the middle of parks sometimes. There's quite a lot on Primrose Hill. You, and, and in Regent's Park, you see these things just sticking up. My dad was obsessed with just pointing them out to me. And I always used to think, gosh, that's so boring. Why do you keep pointing these funny things out to me as if I care? Um, but then I started doing it to other people because it's quite nice. It makes you feel very knowledgeable mm -hmm. when you see something unusual and you go, oh, you know what that is? <laughs> it's quite yeah. fun. And then the other thing he used to do was we'd, we'd go wandering along the, 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 the river and it'd take me down. And you, you've seen those mudlarkers, they're called, people who kind of pick up treasure and stuff that they find along the riverbank. Um, and I, I, I found that quite fun, even though we never found anything other than clay pipes. <laughs> but even clay pipes are quite interesting because they've been there a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can find some amazing things. I've got a wonderful video about mudlarking, which you can watch. But I suppose I'm what in the old days they would call a flaneur. It's a good word, that, a flaneur. So it's Charles Dickens was a flaneur. He used to just go walking around the city late at night and just sort of spot things and see things of interest and record them. And I quite, I've always been like that. I just wandered around. Uh, I don't know, maybe I didn't have many friends when I was younger. I never really knew what to do. And I, I just, I, I suppose I got a bit claustrophobic. I always, I always get that. I always just want to get out and go and walk around a bit. Um, so it's always the best way to see a city for me is on foot. Even when I go on holiday, I always just wander around. It's it very tiring. But in order to know what to do, what to see, um, I mean, when I'm making an actual video about it, yes, I do have to do some research. I'm not the fountain of all wisdom. I mean, I know a lot of things just through, just through being like, you know, from here. And I like to throw in a lot of cultural references if I can see anything that's, um, that's connected. I find things that resonate, uh, you know, if I've seen something in a TV show or if I've seen a location in a film, I go, oh, wow, look, this is where James Bond came when in that film. Oh, you recognise this bit from, you know, uh, Lawrence of Arabia when he comes here yeah. to this stuff to the other, you know, anything like that yeah. I find interesting. But, uh, yeah, I, I do research it, though, so I can make a nice video out of it. I, I go to a – local libraries are very good. If you go to the local library of an area, they've usually got a section with lots of information about – I mean – Sometimes the books can be a little bit boring. <laughs> so you have to pick your way through them. Um, but uh, you know, sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're easy to follow. I've got a bunch of books about, about London. People keep buying me books about London now. So <laughs> I've got quite a... And there's the internet as well. So, and, uh, and you can just go down. But, but there's, no, there's no substitute for just going down to the area, walking around a bit yourself and seeing if there's anything of interest down there. There's a little little room, a glass building that's actually on Trafalgar Square. And I always wondered what it was. And I asked my dad what it was and he didn't know. But you feature it in your video, don't you, Jules, about that little that little glass room. And I, I, I don't know what that was are, there for. Uh, are, you, are you talking about a round looking Yeah, turret? it looked like a, a sort of a like a little police box, but it wasn't. It was well. It's a, like a, it, 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 these days. I think it just carries like mops and uh, buckets. Yeah. 
cleaning equipment. But, <laughs> but it is, I, I think if you read most uh, London guidebooks and things, they'll, they'll call it London's smallest police station. I don't know how safe you'd feel, even if you were if you were just a policeman sitting there on your own. It can't feel that safe if there's a mob, an angry no, mob baying no, outside. But no. uh, but then it was also used, I think, as a kind of lockup. Like you know, yeah. in the old days, they'd have these things called parish lockups or or um, drunk tanks. But you know, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, could, yeah. they could lock you up in there yeah. until they could you know take you off to the police station or something. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's there. There's oh, there's lots of little weird little things there's like a, that. There's that another, there's around. another, there's another little thing in. I think it's still covered in that video of yours. I maybe get mixed up because I've watched them all. But there's those ones with the noses over on Abbotty oh, yeah. Arch. Uh, children, if you're with your family, go and see if you can spot the noses that are on the wall. Oh yeah, the noses of Soho. Most of them are in Soho. I don't know. I've forgotten how many there are. But uh, if you look up on the walls, uh, there's one on Admiralty Arch. There's some work going on at the moment, so you can't access it. Ah, but right. there's a few. In, there's a few dotted around Soho for sure. If you find them all, apparently it means that you're going to be uh, rich and famous or something, rich and successful. I could think of the the ones that I've watched more than once of your videos. I remember the the one when you had tea sailing down the um, or rowing down the the Regent's oh, the canal. canal. That was lovely. That's a lovely video, uh, folks. If you want to watch that, there's there's so many of these. Jules, I mentioned some of my favourites to you. Um, have you got a favourite place that you like or a fa- a favourite video that you enjoyed making? Oh. I think, um, yeah, I, I mean, in general, my bread and butter, what seems to do well, the ones that seem to be the most successful, and the reason why a lot of people s- subscribe, is because they like seeing about each area. So most of them take the form of a guided walk around an area of London. Um, and I've got ones about, you know, Hampstead, Kensington, Brixton, you know, you name it. Next week, by the way, listeners... Coming up, it will be Peckham. The next one coming up right. is Peckham. Very interesting. And I, again, I, I find it it's so fascinating going to these places. You go down there, it's amazing. It's such a lovely place. But funnily enough, the ones that don't do quite as well tend to be the best ones. Right? So I've got other, so every now and again, I'll try and, because otherwise I get bored, I try and do something a bit different. So I'll make one about a person. I made one that I really enjoyed, was the one about Charlie Chaplin. So I, I so the, Charlie Chaplin, if you didn't know, um, was born in England, um, and he lived. He was brought up in um, in Kennington, South London, um, and, and he was extremely poor. I mean, if you read Charlie Chaplin's autobiography, the rags to riches story, how he went from actually being so poor as a child of about sort of eight or nine years old, having to sell his clothes on the streets. He was just like on his own. It's incredible. Uh, And then there's all these places around Kennington and it's fascinating. And so I got contacted by his grandchildren, his grandson, Spencer, um, contacted me and said, Julian, could could you give me a guided tour around London? I said, well, he, he said, I want to see places in Kennington. And I, I said, well, I, I don't really know much about Kennington. Um, he said, yeah, I want to see places about Charlie Chaplin. I said, well, you know, are you sure there's very much to talk about there? Um, and I said, yeah, you know, funny enough, your name is Chaplin as well. It's Spencer Chaplin. Is, is that a coincidence? He said, no, no, no coincidence. My, 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 he's my grandfather. And I've just moved here from oh, Switzerland. Wow from his house where so he was living in the house that that Charlie Chaplin lived in in Switzerland 
And he said, I just wanted to see some places where, you know, connected with him. And I, I said, oh, wow, well, you know what? Why don't we go and discover it together? And you can be in the video. And he said, yeah, all right. So he got hold of his sister as well. So I had two of Charlie Chaplin's grandchildren wandering around with me in Kennington, finding all these places and telling me stories. And I was, I was telling them stuff because I'd researched stuff as well. And it, and it was amazing. It was such a lovely day. And they were such wonderful people. I've remained friends with them. They're lovely. And... Um, so I suppose that's sort of an example. That's probably my favourite one, really. Uh, but you know, I also did another one. I've got a friend called Tom Carradine who uh, who wears, who's got a twirly moustache. He wears sort of period costume. He's always walking around in nineteen forties clothes or like nineteenth century outfits, and he plays the piano. He does a Cockney sing along every Thursday night in Mr Fogg's Tavern on St Martin's Lane. Great fun! You just sing all these London, old London Cockney songs. Yeah, knees up, Mother Brown, yeah, knees up, yeah. Mother Brown, all yeah. these sort of things. And and um yeah. and we've been meaning for some time to take his piano and wheel it around London and sing songs about all the locations in London on the location. So in this video, and it was great fun. We went around all dressed yeah. up, you know, doing I live in yeah. Trafalgar Square with not four lions to guard. And there's other ones um, about the barrows in the Woolworth Road, uh, you know, and come, come and make eyes at me down at the old bullet yeah, bush. Lovely and, uh, old so we're going to all those places and yeah. singing and talking about the songs. And he's he's very good on camera. He's a very fascinating character. Um, so I enjoy things like that. So funnily enough, those are the ones that I enjoy the most because I actually enjoy making proper documentary type things but the other ones yeah of course i, I love them and um i'd say uh, some of the walks funnily enough are areas that i wasn't expecting to like that much so tottenham for example my tottenham video is excellent my, my sister wrote a song for it as she's doing for um for peckham as well she has a whole album of songs she's written for jules guides yeah. and they're all very nice and wistful um and so that that was very fun and interesting walking around there Detford, I also liked. Um, and it's really? just places that I don't normally hang out and where people wouldn't really necessarily think of going on a guided walk. You know, I just I find those places interesting. Well, you and you and I are both musicians, and I and I guess that what some of the places that I would have loved you to have done, and they're, they're, they're no longer with us, are the old music halls that that London has lost over the years, tragically. And, um, you know, I love those old songs that you featured in that video. Uh, I think one of my favourites is, you know, the one that's um, with, a, with a ladder and some glasses, you can see to Hackney Marshes if it wasn't for the houses if in between. for the houses in between. <laughs> lovely, lovely old songs. But I suppose that that's, that's the sort of places that London's lost that I would have loved you to have visited, and now we've lost them. Are there, are there, or is there a particular place that London has lost that you would have loved to have seen, visited, and, and filmed a video about that's now sadly gone? Um, well, those places you mentioned, yeah. I mean, of course, those those would be lovely. I mean, there are two. There are still two old music halls left in london i mean there's wilton's music hall and then uh, which is just near tower hill and um there's also one in shoreditch um hoxton hall it's called they're lovely old traditional places but uh, it would have been beautiful i mean if you they were all over the place in the old days i think even so leicester square for example i'm always i'm always thinking to myself Wow, it's amazing you walk through these squares like leicester square and if you look up you can see remnants of how 
how these buildings were old buildings. So you, you don't really notice it on a street level because you just see all these neon signs. But a lot of the buildings there have been replaced. So where the Odeon is, for example, in Leicester Square, that big Odeon, there used to be a lovely, beautiful sort of music hall type theatre there. And they're, they're all over the place. So you're right. Yeah, that, those are places that I would love to have seen. And, I mean, I recently did a video about Crystal Palace and I would love to have been... I, I, the Crystal Palace, which was originally in Hyde Park, and then they moved it down to Crystal Palace. <laughs> is it called Norwood? Norwood? Upper Norwood, I think? I don't Anyway, Crystal Palace is where it, it's, what it's now called. And they had this massive building uh, where they had all the all made of glass, and they they held incredible events there. I mean, so so many famous people went there. Garibaldi went there. To, to, to events that guy there was this famous guy the, the tightrope walker is it the, the guy who did the tightrope walk across the grand canyon or something or was it niagara falls i can't remember it was across niagara falls i think he did anyway that guy he he, he came and did a did a show there in crystal palace churchill visited it i think lots of people used to go there i'd love to have, i'd love to have seen that in real life um whitehall palace you know which burned down in 1698 um, that's where, I mean, it was on, well, the only part that survives now is, um, is the banqueting house, which is just opposite horse guards parade on Whitehall. And you, you see that that's where, where, where King Charles the first had his head chopped off, you know, but, but it would be, it would have been great to see that palace because it was a magnificent place. And it's where all the Kings and Queens lived. I think from the time of Henry VIII onwards, I think that's where a lot of them lived. Um, and uh, anyway, that burnt down. And and funnily enough, I, I just would like to see all these gritty kind of places like uh, like the Deptford Shipyard. That that would have been amazing because that would have been a really bustling, busy place. People like Captain Bly, who from the Mutiny on the Bounty, he would have gone down there to fit out his ship before he sailed off to the South Pacific. Um, Captain Cook would have gone from there, and um, you know Sir Francis Drake. He was he was knighted there on his boat. So it's a. I'd love to have seen places like that. But there are so many. I mean, it's yeah, just... yeah. It's 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 certainly something that um, to to reflect on that we 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 have lost so many wonderful places in London, and, and yet your your videos. The great thing about Jules Guides is that they, for a little little while, they bring some of those back because you do speak of those buildings and the, and the remnants the things that are left. I mean, there's things like of the Crystal Palace that's still left. If people look for it, you can still find bits and pieces of it, aren't there? So um, it's well worth, if you're going to London families, it's well worth you you uh, looking at Jules Guides first because you might better seek some of these places out. Now, Jules, I know you're a busy man, so we're going to let you go in a minute. But just before you go, um, we want to thank you for all you do uh, for us, all of us viewers who enjoy your your you. Jules Guide's channel very, very much. So thank you for, for producing them and working hard and making them so enjoyable. Thank you for that. Thank you for the video that you did for our children on the Great Fire of London. They, 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 we greatly enjoyed the Pudding Lane description. Oh, um, I'm and, glad uh, you liked that. That was, I mean, that was mostly uh, Lauren's work. I mean, she invited me to join her on that. And, uh, and I said, of course, because she seemed nice and uh, it seemed like a good idea. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, that, I just showed up really for that, but um, she did, she did most of the hard work on that. Yeah, um, she, she's on the so, she's uh, on the show coming up in a in a couple of weeks' time 
listeners. So it'd be good to have Lauren on to give her take on it, and um, maybe we'll find out a little bit of secrets about Jules. You never know. Um, uh-uh. But but <laughs> it is great that you are you thinking of doing any more children's chat videos or anything like that, or is was that a simply a one off? Well, I funnily enough, I I wasn't really thinking of it, but um, uh, but only because I don't have time to. And of course, for for older children, especially particularly for secondary school age children, uh, your your ordinary channel can supply wonderful facts that that would be that would tie in with the key stage two and key stage three curriculum. So um, yeah, I'm. By the way, my, I mean in my my videos they they're usually kind of child friendly. I mean, you know, it's true that I'm I may occasionally make make some rude remarks, but but they're not, but they're they're they're, they're yeah. all pretty kind of innocent. Yeah, they are. They silly, are. Really. Yes, they are. It's just like watching Julian Clary or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, and sometimes that's right. I make some, some yeah. silly joke, but yeah. but but in general, you know, I try to keep it pretty pretty safe because yeah, for that reason. I want I want Absolutely. younger viewers to, to be able to watch them, um, so so they are, they are definitely worth watching. And um, and I know for a fact that that London tour guides watch my videos themselves yeah. to yeah. to learn yeah. stuff and to remember stuff. I mean, look, I, I'm not saying I'm the best or that I know everything by any means, but you know, all tour guides all know different stuff, and there's so much to know that it's always handy if someone else has got some fun info as well. It's a very easy, easy way to digest the information as well. I, I, I like to think that they're, they're very easy viewing. It just feels like a friend or an uncle is just showing you around, sort of saying, oh, you know, there's this bloke called uh, Henry VIII, you know, back in 1530, he came here and oh, he had a wife called so like, yeah, did you know this? It's a kind of, supposed to be a, a whimsical, easy wander through through the streets great well thank you for your time today jules are we greatly appreciate it um listeners don't worry about uh, finding the links for all this stuff it's all going to be attached to the podcast so just go down into the text you'll see all the links that will lead you straight to jules guides don't forget to hit the bell don't forget to subscribe to the channel and then you'll, you'll be able to keep up to date as all the the videos come out Thank you very much, Jules. Uh, we wish you well, and just remember that you've got friends here on Eddie's Launchpads. And so another great show comes to an end. Eddie and Captain Dave, thank you all for listening to their show. Tune in again soon, when Eddie's Launchpad will be waiting to take you and your children on another exciting learning journey to dream, believe and shine. This podcast is brought to you by Eddie Edster, the Dogsthorpe Infant School Wellbeing Dog, part of the Hampton Academies Trust. It's the school where stars go to dream, believe and shine.